Podcasting from Northwest Pennsylvania. You're listening to the Gen Extra Podcast, a show about Generation X, movies, technology, weird news, and anything else they feel like. Join them every Monday morning. Now, here's your hosts, Dave and Joe. Hey, welcome back to the show, you little Xers. Is that what we're going with still? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's still terrible, but we'll just we'll use it for this week. The little yeah. the little Xers. We gotta come up with a better name for our listeners. Uh so all right, man. I'm excited for this episode. We have uh we have a couple things uh, slated for this show. Yeah. Uh first thing we're gonna do is we're gonna talk a little bit about the uh, NyQuil chicken TikTok challenge that's happening. And I just want to say, even by bringing it up, we're only adding to the problem. But we'll get uh, yeah. into why. Yeah. Then we're going to take a turn down uh, Story Street here. And uh, I'm going to talk about this uh, the story that I found from back in 1971. I remember hearing about this a while ago. It's about a, a woman named Julianne Kopka. She was 17 and she survived a plane crash. And that's all I'll say right now. Right, right. Fascinating story. Yes, it is. I actually thought, I'm like, why haven't they made a movie about this? And they actually did. Uh, and to finish up the show, we're going to play some Craigslist game. Yes, and, and this week where we'll be going both directions. Yes, yeah, we're going to guess and see who can get uh, percentage-wise closer. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, uh, Joe, let's jump into the uh, the NyQuil thing. I I saw this. Actually, my wife saw it showed it to me. She's like, have you seen this? I'm like, no. I'm like, what the hell? Why are they cooking chicken in NyQuil? <laughs> so I started looking up this video uh, that was linked to it. And yeah, people were like, they're putting chicken in the oven and they're they're covering it in NyQuil and cooking it and then eating it. What did you find about this? Is it actually really happening? So this is a this is a really interesting story. The only reason I ever found about found out about the whole NyQuil chicken thing was because the FDA of the U.S. government was talking about the NyQuil chicken thing. And so, of course, you know, I thought my initial reaction to this was the same as yours was. I was just like, eh, whatever, this is ridiculous. So, so the FDA so, saw the video and they wanted to comment on why not to do this, right? Yeah, exactly. That's as far as I can tell, right? I mean, it's, I don't... Who knows who at the FDA originally saw it or thought what they were thinking, but the FDA you know, put up a thing. I, I think it was right on their, you know, the government website was like, don't, don't do this, this yeah. right? Like don't boil chicken in, or don't, you know, don't, don't boil medicine and chicken in, in the medicine because it can give off vapors and, and different things like that. Right. Whatever. Yeah. I mean, doesn't, uh, like heat alone can alter chemically. Yeah. Like what medicine was in some cases turned into something else. Like, I don't know if that's the case in this, like that it may, maybe it turns into something, you know, deadly. Well, that's what the FDA was getting at is that as you start to heat things, you can create vapors and stuff that aren't, that aren't part of the original compound. Right. And so you could inhale those vapors, uh, and who potentially whatever. Right. I, I guess I don't know what the FDA's original warning was. I just have a screenshot of their original warning. I don't have the, the link up in front of me, it's funny but they that- were saying pretty much what you were saying. Well, it's funny they even need a warning. Like, who would actually do this? Well, like, that's what... It's, it's right. crazy to me. that Like, like I would never do it, obviously. I, I know you wouldn't do it, but I guess teenagers and, you know, young people are... 
I don't know, easily influenced by idiotic social media challenges. And they probably would do it. They probably would just to be funny, I guess. Yeah, right. And that's where I think that's where like I think the FDA was trying to put their best foot forward was that like, hey, we somebody tried. We tried. Yeah. <laughs> somebody saw it and they thought, oh, this must be blowing up. Let's put it out there and take care of it. Well, as it turns out, and I, I'll try to say this as clear as possible. And mm -hmm. it wasn't NyQuil chicken wasn't a meme or a thing or a challenge or a viral anything until the FDA inadvertently made it so. Oh, so it was like someone happened to catch like the one video. Yeah. And then by them trying to interject and stop it from happening, they made it explode. Yes, exactly. Oh, <laughs> it's almost like the FDA did exactly what they probably didn't want to do. Is it, it ended up being a, there are several websites that have done this. So, you know, folks can like double check this or whatever. But as I started to trace this backwards, mm -hmm. what I found was that the whole NyQuil chicken thing originated as a complete, as far as people could tell, was a complete absurd joke on someone's TikTok. Oh. It was it was basically like, haha! Look what we made tonight, right? It is sleepy. We call it sleepy chicken. <laughs> it was like one person, That's funny right? Name. Yeah. And of course, like what happens on things like TikTok, and sometimes they get attached to Twitter, and then they grow from there, right? Twitter or Reddit or whatever. People started reacting to it, like, oh, that's terrible! Don't do this. And then they would copy it, and then someone would see it, and they would. But it was still this very tiny thing that was going on, right? It wasn't like a viral challenge or whatever. And somehow, some way, it did get, I should say the blip got big enough that someone at the FDA inadvertently, when they thought, oh, this is, must be, they in, in their head, they must have thought, this is one of those viral challenges. We better get it up on the FDA website and tell people not to do this. That's actually what caused it to explode like quote unquote explode. I don't know if it ever really, I don't know, know if that's the right term, but it, it caused it to grow in popularity as a viral meme at that point. So now it's only a meme because of what the FDA did. Okay. Well, I mean, I mean, okay. So, so they happened to catch, I mean, I get that, that by them getting involved made it, you know, more popular. Yeah. Uh, but they, they have to, like, you, you can't just ignore it because there's been so many stupid challenges that were so potentially dangerous. And if they, if they found that like, you know, Oh, we didn't, we didn't say anything yeah. uh, initially. And this really got out of control. They were probably just trying to put their, like you said, put their best foot forward, try and help, uh, not their fault, but by accident, it did kind of make it worse. Yeah. And it, that's what, right. And then I think, right. I don't think who, I don't think the FDA was, is not really wrong, right. They're not really wrong for putting it out there. It's it's more so that like oops we we now brought it to people's attention that may not exactly. have ever seen this <laughs> yeah because I the first time I stumbled upon this was because it was like in my Google News feed or whatever on mm -hmm. my phone it said like FDA issues uh, whatever it is caution or warning about making Nyquil chicken in fact and I I hadn't even heard of it before then and of course and then once I saw that they had done that then I was like what the hell is this right yeah so I guess it's one of those situations where like. It was a joke. The joke got spread. The FDA felt like it was doing the right thing, which only magnified 
the the issue or whatever you want to call it only magnified the um the viralness the the memification of this thing yeah I so actually, i guess uh, i was just looking up some other challenges too just to see like kind of what what they're up against dude there's so many stupid ones there was one recently called the coronavirus challenge where people would like film themselves licking like a pole on a subway oh yeah that there there are definitely and and that that kind of goes along with i think during the height of the pandemic i think people were also right we're 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 seeing how long they could go without getting it i guess or whatever it's part of that part of that bigger trend or whatnot to see how long they could avoid it even though they were putting themselves near it or whatever yeah i mean there's absolutely unquestionably some ridiculous actions out there uh this this is similar though in to like the Tide Pod challenge and that it was never really a thing and it accidentally became a thing because of uh, whatever you want to call it, uh, government or government entity responses to the situation. Yeah, mostly I'm looking. Yeah, that, that the Tide Pod challenge kind of blew up because like people, I think that one just kind of went viral all by itself. Yeah. Uh, but there's like, there was the ice cube and salt challenge where people were, uh, putting salt on their arm and then ice cube on it and it would make it like even colder and they'd get like like cold oh, burns like second like second or third degree yeah um burns but obviously the you know not heat burn a cold burn yeah i mean in fact this this article that i'm reading here which kind of goes through how the fda accidentally made this a thing does repeat what you said it was that this one was kind of well for lack of a better term bullshit but other ones haven't been like they actually have been viral challenges that have harmed people or in, in a couple extreme circumstances, people have passed away because of something stupid that they yeah. did or they should not have been doing. So, um, I forgot about they're definitely one. real. The bird box challenge. I forgot about this. What, do you remember the movie, the bird box on Netflix? I, you know what? I believe we talked about this we did. One in our, in our, in our viral challenge episode but i don't remember remind me again what bird box is the bird box was uh <clears throat> had sandra bullock in it it was a, it's a netflix movie and she had to be blindfolded when they would go outside because if you like made eye contact with this creature whatever it was it would kill you oh okay okay so the challenge was people were doing everyday activities blindfolded and <laughs> uh somebody like filmed themselves driving a car blindfolded and it's just so like I'm so glad that, that one doesn't exist anymore because that again like that's something that could end up with somebody dying, yeah, or some silly challenge. But yeah, do you think we should try the Nyquil chicken? See what it's like. I'm thinking next time <laughs> my wife and I come down. Yeah, I was hoping I was hoping that you guys could make some of this. Make some sleepy just, chicken. Right, we could eat it around you know five or six o'clock and fall asleep by seven. Yeah, be perfect. <laughs> yeah, we don't even have to hang out. We could just fall asleep. Somebody comes in the house, he's all passed out with like purple chicken laying all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> There's just like these plates of like half eaten chicken sitting there. All purple. Oh, God. So, yeah, uh, if you're listening to this and you were considering doing the sleepy chicken challenge, don't. Yeah. Could possibly kill you. And you're just going to ruin chicken. Yeah. You don't need, you don't need to bake it in medicine. <laughs> Last time I checked completely unnecessary yeah yeah mccormick makes some really good uh seasoning you can try out i actually now, now you have me thinking about like eating some chicken with some seasoning yeah always a good option absolutely
so yeah, let's uh, let's switch gears, Joe. We're gonna jump into the story of Julian Julian. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. Uh, Kopka. She's yeah. Uh, you're right. Uh, I don't Ju- Julianne. Julianne, I think. Yeah, Julian. Julianne. I looked up the pronunciation of her last name because it doesn't sound like the way it's spelled, but it's Kopka. Yeah. Uh, anyway, she was 17 years old. And we're going to get into this, Joe. You ready? Uh, yeah, shoot. Okay. I made a whole bunch of notes because, like I said, when I found this story, I was completely fascinated by it. And again, wondered why they didn't make a movie. They did make a movie back in 1974. It was called Mir- okay. Miracles Still Happen. Uh, you can actually find it on YouTube. It is not great. It's Oh, the movie The movie did not... The movie was not good. No. I mean, for several reasons. One, it was filmed in 1974. Yeah. Uh, and two, it was probably, I'm assuming, pretty low budget by the looks of it. <laughs> okay. So a major, you know, film company didn't want to invest money into this story which i think really they should because i like with today's uh you know film styles and everything storytelling this could be a Mm -hmm. fascinating movie to see you you know who uh werner uh, horzog is herzog yes yes Uh, he's been in um a, a few things actually that i've seen lately one of which was the mandalorian he actually had a couple couple uh appearances in the mandalorian yeah he's a wonderful filmmaker and he actually had a small part in the jack reacher movie with uh tom cruise he was like the bad guy uh oh, okay okay yeah he's been in a lot of movies but again made a lot of movies as well he made a documentary about this a one hour long documentary uh back in 1998 called wings of hope i, I bet his, i bet the documentary is better than the movie it's uh it's actually pretty close it's almost a tie <laughs> Oh, really? A documentary didn't go off well either? I don't know if Werner had his like his skills kind of dialed in yet for some reason at that point, but it was not a great looking documentary. Uh, again, filmed in like the probably filmed in the mid nineties. Huh. So, you know, the I mean that's I mean, there was a lot of great movies then. It looked like it was filmed in like the seventies. Like it looked rough. Maybe But just, it was filmed in the seventies, wasn't it? The movie was, but the the Werner's documentary came out in 1998 oh oh that's sorry i glossed over that so the the, yeah that if it's that should have been better it should Should have been been better yeah so i still feel like like this story needs to be told better so you know what we should do we should tell the story right here that's what we're gonna do (laughs) yeah so if you're not familiar with this uh which again i was not i i may have heard about it like something kind of sounded familiar when i saw it uh, but I never really kind of dove into the whole thing. And uh, here we go. So I hope I kind of laid this out, you know, well enough to tell the story. Yeah, shoot. Uh, but she, again, she was 17. She was living in uh, in Peru. And she was, uh, she had just graduated high school, which the story behind that was she was actually living in, uh, she was living in the Amazon with her parents. Okay. And sort of like homeschooling and also just she was kind of studying zoology as both of her parents were zoologists. And the uh whoever was like Peru, I guess, didn't approve of the homeschooling at that time. Okay. And they wanted her to get an actual like degree of a high school diploma. And so she had to go back to school and she graduated and the on December twenty third, she was uh, at her like at her ceremony. The 
the graduation ceremony and this like ball thing they were doing. Okay. And they wanted to catch a flight. Her and her mom were there to go back to her dad who was in, let me look at my notes. Um, I did not write that down, but uh, anyway, he was not there. So they left, uh, Lima, the airport on flight. Uh, what was it? Uh, it was, it was a Lanza flight number 508. I don't even think Lance is still in business, but they at the time did not have like a very reputable record. Like they, they had like a lot of uh, flights that have gone down. Oh, uh, so this is, Lance was not, I think it's for, I think I'm looking at something now. It's just, it's L A N S A. Yeah. Correct. Okay. And so they were all, they already had a bad reputation yes. at this point. They did. And actually their, their father, uh, her father recommended they not fly with them. Uh, but there was no other option. It was Christmas Eve. Okay. So they got on their flight and they took off. And about halfway through their their trip, which was, it was only an hour long flight to where they were going, it got uh, it got struck by lightning. Oh wow! And to to date, this is still the most uh, the deadliest lightning strike on an on an uh, aircraft like in history. And it, sh- and it should be noted today too that. Airplanes are built, even though the the basic design is the same in terms of aerodynamics, planes today are built significantly different than they were in 1971, especially with compartmentalizing electricity and lightning strikes and everything. Just in case someone's reading this and they're like, or hearing this and they're like, well, this can happen. It can, but not really. Right. Yeah. I think, I think planes do get struck by lightning. And they do. They can. They do. Yes. They can handle it, if you will. Yes. Yes. Uh, but anyway, so the uh, so after the plane was struck, it was struck on the right wing, and it started uh, it started going down. And the way that she was describing it was, the plane started doing a, a direct nosedive, and it was getting That's very crazy. loud. And this was her quote. She said she remembers her mother leaning into her and saying, "It's all over." Which would be just terrifying to hear. Yeah, plane, I just, is, is even she, thinking about it. Uh, she was describing like luggage and Christmas presents kind of flying all around the, the, yeah. you know, the belly or the fuselage. And um, is that what it's called? The fuselage? Yeah. Yep. Okay. You got it. And uh, <clears throat> I said, all of a sudden, boom, she's not in the plane anymore. Said it was like an instant. She was in the plane and then she was out of the plane. Oh, wow. And next That's thing you know, she said she's looking... So it was insanely windy, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she's looking down through the clouds as she's f- falling back to earth. And she says she goes through the clouds and then she can see the trees in the forest. And so it looked like just broccoli, like just little broccolis down there mm-hmm. is the way she described it. And then she said, next thing you know, she doesn't have a whole lot of recollection of about like, you know, several hundred feet into then to where she was actually like on the ground. I'm sure that kind of got white from memory. Yeah, that's the kind of, you know, and that's not the first time in a lot of these traumatic experiences. And then people who maybe the best way to put this would be in in expectations where people, their body believes they're not going to make it. They'll lose like seconds and or minutes of their life. Yeah. Because they kind of go into your body just kind of goes into automatic mode. But so but but we're talking about it. So she lived. Yeah, but I guess it's, I forgot to note too that she was still attached to her chair. She was still like uh, seat belted in. So she's falling through the air attached to her seat. Yes. Oh, yeah. wow. And she said that uh, in there, it, <clears throat> it was going around like in a circle. 
So she was just spinning the whole way down. So when she hit the ground, she's she's theorized a couple different ways on how she actually survived this. Yeah. One was because of the way it was spinning, she thought perhaps like a like a maple seed, you know, that kind of you know flutters to the ground like a little oh, propeller. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Uh, or maybe that's an oak. Maybe it's an oak. But anyway, um, or no, oak has the acorns. There must it, be the it's, maple. It's maple seeds have kind of like that the, the helicopter, the propeller, the, right? You know, the the helicopter seeds that fall down during during the uh, was it spring or whatever. Yeah, she thought maybe that's what was happening. Or she also thought maybe there was a big updraft from the storm that kind of slowed her descent. Slowed her down, maybe. Uh, yeah, so nobody really knows because if you really think about it, she fell from two miles in the air attached to a seat and she just, lived. And did she fall through the treetops? She did. did. Was she able to confirm that? She did. She said that she fell through a lot of vines and, and uh, canopy. So that also slowed her descent. Now, I was going to say, I bet, I bet if she had enough braking force from, like you said, like an updraft or something. I mean, it's, it's, it's unlikely. It's, uh, it's unlikely, but if she hit like the exact combination of branches, right? And if yeah. she's still wearing the seat, right? So she's probably theorized the same thing, right? That yeah, she's not, branches... her body's not taking the brunt of, you know, the, the branches she's hitting. Yeah. Uh, the seat was, but she, you know, landed on the ground in her seat and she said it took, she, she, she said she wasn't sure how long she was like out, but she did suffer yeah. from a concussion. Uh, but overall, bumps, bruises, a few like, you know, minor cuts, but she was, uh, she was alive and she was able to move. Like she did not suffer like a huge mechanical injury, like a broken leg or broken back. Uh, she was able to get up. She did lose her glasses. So that, okay. she, that wasn't very helpful. Um, and she lost a shoe. Oh, and she was covered in like absolutely covered in mud. And yeah, she, she said right. it was the rainy season. So, you know, everything was very wet and muddy. Uh, but 92 passengers and crew on that, on that plane and she she was the sole survivor she was the only one that made it out that is just that is just uh, just unbelievable when she woke up uh this from from this point on in the story she has never to this day really disclosed a lot of what happened over those days so whether you know it may have just been uh, you know a lot of the same just walking finding something to drink, you know, trying to find your way out. So maybe nothing like nothing crazy that really stuck out to her in those moments. Uh, so aside she, from just getting out. So let me, let me make sure I have this right though. So she did land. She landed over the rainforest closer to her, her home or whatnot. Is that, is that what it was? Oh yeah. I'm sorry. I guess. Yeah. I never did specify or uh, talk about that part. Yeah. So she, she landed in the, uh, in the Peruvian jungle. Okay. Okay. So yeah, she was in the rainforest. Which she did recognize. She figured this out on her own. You know, I guess maybe you'd be second guessing, wondering where you're at. Uh, but she was in a jungle. She realized that. But it was a specific jungle that she actually recognized because of what she did with her parents. Being, you know, they were zoologists. And she spent a lot of time in the jungle. Uh, she had actually spent time in this jungle. Wow. What? Well, I mean, what a. Not it's lucky that she fall out, fell out of the plane, but it, she's, I guess, lucky for lack of a better term that she at least had some experience in this situation. Yeah. And she, she had uh, stated too, in one of the, uh, in one of the interviews, uh, that she actually recognized uh, specific birds that were just like two, like they were, they were specific to that area. And 
she's like, okay. She's like, I know that bird. I know where I'm at. And she kind of, she knew which direction she needed to go. Yeah, but it took her, again, there's not a lot of detail from the time she landed until the time she got out. Uh, it took her, I think, 11 or 12 days to make her journey out of there. She actually found, she found the plane. There was a couple things she did talk about where she found like a, another set of seats. Oh, wow. That was buried, like the, there was still passengers in it. Uh, and it was like, it was smashed like three feet into the ground head first. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah, so they did not make it. No, like I said, no one made it. She did. Oh, food. Like what did she eat? Yeah. Uh, because it was the rainy season, there was not a lot of fruit left that you could reach. Everything was like up high. Like it already oh, okay, okay. kind of picked over by everything else. Yeah. Uh, but she found a bag of candy that she ate for pretty much the 12 days. <laughs> I'm going to make an assumption mm -hmm. that the candy fell from the plane. It did. Okay. Yes. It was some, from the wreckage. Okay. Uh, but yeah, she, uh, she didn't find the actual plane until the, until the end. And when she found it, I was, I was reading this one part here and it said, uh, she went up to it to, she was going to use it for, uh, like a shelter basically for the evening until she could keep on going on. And she heard voices when, okay. When she was there and she thought maybe potentially other people that survived again, she didn't know at this time that she was the only one. And it was, uh, it was a local, it was tree, like tree workers, what do they call them? Uh, loggers. Yeah. Loggers. Yeah. Right. I actually wrote it down. I guess there were probably loggers, foresters. Forest, or yeah. Foresters. Right. They were fully Spanish speaking. Okay. They were, they were like freaked out by her because they, they were very spiritual and they thought maybe she was like a ghost or some kind of spirit uh, of the wreckage. Well, I guess I could, certainly from their perspective, I could, you, that's, I mean, there's, there's a few things that are the last thing that you expect to see if you're logging the rainforest. That's going to be one of them. Right. You see a completely crashed plane on the ground with one, and one person. One survivor. Yeah. yeah. Like I, I don't even, I mean, sure. It's not okay. Let's just put it this way: it's not going to be high on the expectation list. No, no. But but anyway. So luckily, uh, luckily for her, she actually spoke fluent Spanish, so she uh, was okay. able to communicate with these fellows and uh, you know tell them what happened. And they 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 helped her get to a hospital where they kept her for like two days, I think it was. Uh, and then they end up transferring her to another hospital where she finally met up with her father, and that was that. Oh, that is just. I mean, it's just unbelievable. All of the things that have to like line up for for something like that to occur is just, it's just amazing. And of course, it is like a one in one ten, in 10, ten million, million event, yeah, it's a, right? It's a long, yeah, it's a long shot. You're gonna even survive that fall. I mean, because it is unfortunate, and you know, clearly, clearly, flying is extremely safe. So I don't want to put off the idea that that I am personally or other people should be fearful of flying. But that's why when the, the extremely unfortunate things occur with airplanes, they're, if they fall out of the sky, quote unquote, there's very few survivors because of the situation that they're in. But all the things that lined up for her, what, a, what an amazing story. Yeah. In, in Warner's documentary, that Wings, Wings of Hope, mm -hmm. uh, they do, Lima does have like a big memorial for this whole entire crash that happened. Oh, okay. Uh, kind of like we do with, you know, different flights, you know, around here. That, like we have one here in Pennsylvania from, you know, when 9-11 yep. happened. Yes, we do. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They have a big memorial over there for this because it was such a tragedy. Uh, like I said, it's the, the worst one in history from a lightning strike. 
but yeah so if you're if you're interested in in uh seeing any of this uh so you can find the the uh movie on youtube it's called miracles still happen not a great sounds film like, sounds like you do not recommend it <laughs> could could have been done better okay uh, and the the documentary from uh, warner horzog was uh called wings of hope so there you go interesting story I, I found that absolutely fascinating, Dave, and I, I appreciate you sharing that. If Hollywood is listening, get on this and and make this a movie that everyone can enjoy and not and not look at like, God, they could have done this better. <laughs> this is this is, I mean, just to just comment on the commercial aspects of this, and I hate to say it this way, but like clearly that's why part of the driving force behind movies. This could be a really good movie. It, uh, it could be, but it sort of falls into like, you know, kind of done this already. Like they did cast away. Yeah. And, and of course he was there a lot longer than, you know, 12 days, but I mean, it's a whole nother story. It's a, it's a plane crash. Someone survived. They got to live in the wilderness. I feel like yep. this has been done like several different times. You know what they could do though? Like the, what like some movies will do is that instead of being this person's story, they could put their old, they could just say it's based on a true story and put their Hollywood spin on it. Yeah, really make it, uh, make it something really fascinating to watch. Something exciting. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, well, the, let's just say the potential is certainly there. Yeah. Like she got to, like, uh, she got to evade, like, a, like a bear or a cougar. Actually, yeah, dude, dude exactly. uh, what was that? What was that one movie with, uh, Anthony Hopkins where they crashed a plane? They had to survive through the woods. See? Uh, it was, it was called The Edge. The Edge. That was a great movie. So if you're if you're a direct if you're a Hollywood producer or director and you're looking for ideas, call us up or email us immediately. Yeah, or just just look this story up and read it, man, and write a script around it. Like, <laughs> Dave, it, stop it, giving away our secret sauce. <laughs> it's there. <laughs> oh man. So all right, well let's uh, let's uh, move into Joe the Craigslist game. All right. So I found some stuff now. Now because we were both hunting for items. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. We don't don't I didn't we have some intro song to this that we just used every time off the board? Oh man, did we? Oh, here it is. Yeah, yeah here it is. Okay. Do we do we say something for this? Yeah, <laughs> we say it's a Craigslist what game. Would you pay? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so bad. All right, now how how what would Joe pay? <laughs> Probably too much. Uh, Enough of that. I, I'm trying to remember uh, if we are going to do the just to see if you can get close and get a point, or are we doing the difference between each one of our answers? Oh, we're doing the difference. We got to do the math on this. Okay, I got to bring I got to bring up my magic math calculator. Yes. So we're going for uh, closest percentage wise uh, to the guess. So uh, I guess you can figure that out if you're even halfway as intelligent. Uh, all right. So. Who yes. wants to, I guess we don't, it doesn't matter who goes first because we're both going to be guessing. So, Joe, why don't you throw me your first item that you found? This is round yes. one of five. All right. So, I have here, and I'm get, you, you'll be able to answer it in actually several different ways, however you choose. As long as you get one of them, oh. I'll, I'll give it to you. Okay. okay. So, the listing is for a collection of classic iPods. So the seller wants wants the person to come in and buy the whole collection, mm -hmm. okay? And the, just to be clear, there are four of them. There are four classic iPods. These are the iPods from, I mean, I guess call it like right after the iPod 
really hit its peak in popularity. There was like the mini one, the nano, the regular one. Are these are these ones that had like the screen on them. They were kind of a bit more, yep. not the big screen, but like it had like the circle kind of wheel Correct. in the middle. Yeah, okay. Yep, right. The, the wheel selector device. So here's what you can do. You can say, I'm going to buy the whole collection for X or oh, how much I'll give you. Per, per iPod? Right. Or if you can get one of them, because they're also selling it individually. Here's the different iPods that they're selling. So they're saying all for X. There's a fifth gen. Mm -hmm. there, there's a large fifth gen. There's a medium gray and blue. There's a small gray one. And then there's an, oh, sorry. There are two medium. So that's how you get to four total. Okay. I'm going to guess on that fifth gen, like the bigger one. Yes. Shoot. Uh, does it say what the capacity is on it? It does. It is It is actually a whopping 80 gigabytes. Oh, the 80 gig. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say $100. That's my guess. They still carry a value, even though they're old. They they do. And and he 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 snatches the money from you as oh, fast no. as he can. Oh, no. <laughs> and he says... He says, thanks. That's what I was thinking you should pay me. And he runs away. Wait, is it, wait what was he asking, though? He was only asking 60. Oh, damn it. <laughs> okay. So I, I overshot the landing field. That's okay. But you know what? I may do the same. All right. So my percentage on that was like what? I was within like 40%. Is that about right? Uh, I have to bring up my calculator. I was 140% over. Yeah. Uh, I think if, if I'm doing that correctly, 60. Yeah, that sounds about right. Anyway. Doo, 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 doo. All right. So, oh, Joe, my item. Are you ready for this? Yes. All right. So, my item is a Sega Genesis. Ooh. Oh, yeah. An actual Sega Genesis? An actual Sega Genesis. This uh, has two controllers, uh, all the uh, required cords, uh, power pack for it. And two games that come with it. It looks like uh, NHL 95 and Madden. <laughs> what would you pay for this? What would Joe pay? Okay, NHL 95 mm -hmm. and Madden and the Sega Genesis, yep. right? The the core console is there. Mm -hmm. Well, okay, so let me walk through this for a second. I mean, the, the classic consoles are kind of back in style. Uh, you can get them from... They are fairly obtainable. It's it's not they're not like rare or anything as sometimes people claim that they are. And it comes with two games. Two games, two controllers. Oh man, that's I don't know. I I might have to, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go call this person up and go grab it real quick. Yeah. Um it's in Pittsburgh. Oh good, good, good. It's close too. Um I'm gonna go with they want fifty bucks. Damn, that's close. Really? You, you beat me. They were asking thirty. Okay. Okay. Let me let me just double check. I think I did just edge you out in terms of percent difference. You here. did. You did. Yeah. Do the math, Joe. Yeah. You definitely got me because I was forty. Well. Well, it's close. Actually, it's kind of close. It's close. It's actually they're both fifty percent differences. They can't be thirty to. Yeah. You were twenty over thirty. That's not fifty percent. Well, if we go by percent difference, though, percent difference is is different than just than than going by raw value. Oh. Okay. All right. So what we tied that? Is that right? Yeah. I think we tie that one. Oh, actually, you know what? That would be a tie because if you reduce mine down, it was 100 to, 100 to 60. So it's 50, yep. 30. Yeah, same yep. guess. All right, yes. we tied. <laughs> <laughs> uh, doing math. Okay. All right, what's your next item, Joe, that you All found? All right. So item number two for you mm -hmm. is 
I love this one, by the way. I <laughs> I have to admit that I thought about this one for a second. I didn't go and get it, but I thought about it. All right, this is a massive amount of Lego blocks. So let me read you the description so you understand what you're dealing with here. Mm -hmm. Huge lot of Legos, some new, some have instructions still with them. Some are still assembled, meaning the people put them together and they just put them like in a bag and okay. like left them there, right? It was like 40 bags. 40 bags. I think. Yeah, they have like approximately 40 bags. All are clean and ready for use, they claim. So massive amount of Lego blocks. There's approximately 40 bags of Lego blocks here. What I'm do you gonna think? I'm going to say $150. Oh, no. Uh, they, uh, oh, no. they are very irritated with you. You, that you son of that, a bitch. You, you <laughs> called them up, and you gave them a low blow. Okay, my, was, you want to know what my first real guess was? And then I was like, oh, was, that's way too much. What was it? I was going to guess $400. Yeah, that's actually it. Oh, that's actually it? Yeah, that's actually it, yeah. Well, we got to go with my first guess, though. I, yeah, I, I'll just, we just got to give it to you. No, 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 no. I thought, I'm like, ah, 400. I'm like, but why would they, I'm like, who would charge or who would pay $400 for a, a big mismatch of, of Legos? Like, uh, so yeah, I'm going to go with my, with my original guess, which was 150. Well, so, okay, we'll, we'll go with your 150, but just know that the reason why these are relatively expensive, and, and this is something that I kind of ran into over the last few years, is that Lego blocks have gone up in cost over like the past 30 years. Oh, dude, they're expensive. They are expensive, especially like the specialized sets. Oh, yeah, like some of the Star Wars, uh, you know, spacecrafts that they have, yeah. like they're like $80, $100 for some of them. They're pricey. Yeah, it was uh, quite interesting to see how expensive these are gotten. So this person wants $400 for their entire collection. What did you originally say? 150 So I was 60% different somewhere. Oh, yeah. There. Oh, way worse than that. It's like a 90% difference. How's that even true? I was, I was almost halfway there on my guess. It's not. It's okay. So we may be calculating this different than we than we did before percentage change calculator depending on how you want to do it so then we're getting we're getting all math and science yeah i feel like 90 percent is not accurate so here's here's the thing mm -hmm. so if you just do a percent increase so 150 to 400 is 166 percent increase right if you're just taking the difference uh the what do you want to call it the percent difference calculator oh i see what you're saying to 400 is a 90 percent difference i gotcha okay i see where you're going with that okay yeah, so we'll we'll just we'll just we'll just have to pick one every week and just be consistent, <laughs> right? <laughs> Instead of changing the rules on ourselves every year or every week. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. Okay. I got you. All right. So all right. So my my next Craigslist item, Joe. Yeah. Is the Hasbro Play School? My buddy and I think it's kid sister was what it was. Mm, okay. The vintage dolls. They're old. What would you pay for this? Both of them. They come, so wait, they're, they're these are them the together. These are the actual like classic when we would have been, you know, like seven, eight, nine, ten years old, like the my buddy and kid sister dolls. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't I mean, I, I should note, too, uh, that it's the uh, because I, I want to say they're probably a bit rarer. Uh, but these okay. are these are the African-American models. OK, so OK, 
I would say that they're probably not quite as common that you would see as the other ones. I'm trying to what say that as delicately as possible. What an interesting find. I don't think I've seen those dolls, but I tell you what, the I don't think I've seen those dolls recently, clearly, because I'm not looking for them. Uh, but the the song is has, is burned into my head. Yes. My buddy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, that song is burned into my head. I will... I'll be a hundred years old someday in the back of my head. I'll still remember the theme song for, for my buddy and kid sister. So what do you think they're and asking for these? It's they want two of them. There's two of them. Two of them set, yeah. Right. They look like they're in pretty good shape too. Uh, they want 80 bucks. You son of a bitch. Oh, uh, wait, meaning, uh, Oh, they want $150. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, okay. So 80. Oh no. How close are we again? I think you might have edged me on this one a little bit. I did. Sixty uh, percent to ninety percent. Yep. So I'm a little bit closer. Okay. All right. Let's see. All right. All right. What's our next item up for sale? This one, this one's right up your alley. This one's right up your alley. This is a poster. Hmm. Poster of BTS, the Korean pop sensation. <laughs> oh great. <laughs> oh man, what was a BTS song? I know I've heard of these guys. I can't even think of one over the top of my head. And just like you, though, I know at some point in time, I'm sure I've heard one. Yeah. But yes, I ha- I picked this out and I immediately thought of you. $10. You nailed it. Did I really? Yeah. Yes. You nailed it. You oh, crap. Wrong button. Nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to hit the ding button. Uh, oh, here it is. Got it. <laughs> I love how you hit the intro Is that the intro is the button? the intro, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, all right. So, Joe, you got to nail this one right on the money. I do. I literally can be 0% off or I lose this point. Yep. Okay. This is a, uh, it's an eight foot wooden toboggan. Excellent condition. It's uh, leaving Florida. Wait, what? Oh, leaving for Florida soon. Like, why do you have this in Florida? Yeah. It's just, what's it doing down there? Yeah. No, this is uh, again, somewhere down by Pittsburgh somewhere. Uh, it's an eight foot toboggan. Yep. Excellent condition. Like a- it's wooden. like the traditional toboggan that you see wherever up on a snow on a sled riding hill, right? Yeah, this is a big one. Like eight and eight footers, huge man. That's a that's a long toboggan. I mean, I I, I have. It's been a long time since I priced toboggans. <laughs> when I say, long <laughs> I was gonna say time, when was the last I mean, time you actually did? <laughs> I mean, forever. Like it's at least been a couple months. Uh, I'll, I'll just throw a number out there. This is going to be a terrible, terrible guess. They want 60 bucks for a toboggan. You son of a bitch. (laughs) I win. (laughs) They want $150 for this wooden eight foot toboggan. Oh man. Okay. I wasn't. Yeah. I was way off. All right. So Joe, what's, uh, what's your next item for me? Item number four in your Craigslist challenge is a Kenny Pickett autographed Pittsburgh Steelers football jersey. Wow, somebody has one already and is yes. selling it? Somebody has one already. Verified Kenny Pickett autographed jersey. Um, I I maybe I they I'm assuming they went down to training camp or something. Oh, uh, maybe. You know, a lot of people will do that. They will they will go to the training camps and get a lot like rookies and really quote unquote lesser known players to sign stuff because it might work out for them, right? Yeah. All right. So I'm thinking all right. So, I mean, it, depending on the jersey itself, I mean, the quality you know, that they have for that. Yeah. 
you know, if you go, if you buy a jersey, let's just say it's a half decent jersey. Right. You know, at least $100, 150 bucks. Now it's signed yeah. by a Pittsburgh Steeler who mm-hmm. not only was a Pittsburgh Steeler, but he was very, very popular for Pitt. Yes. Uh, I'm going to say $300. You are close. I oh. mean, you are close. They wanted 250 Oh, okay. So overshot just a little bit. Just a little bit. But man, I tell you what, that is a, that is a great guess. So I, I'm not even going to calculate it out because unless I get, I, I, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see how I, close you are. Yeah. All right. So Joe, my, mine, I don't, I'm sorry. I don't know how you're going to guess this one. Like, oh no. I don't know how you're going to figure it out. <laughs> oh no. Uh, my next one is an ab lounge elite. Do you remember, <laughs> do you remember the ab lounger? Do you remember this thing? Is this is this the one that with is this the one with the wheel? Is this the one that's electric that just that just shocks your abs? Which one is this? No, the ab lounger is it's a it's a whole like chair. Like you could like put it by the campfire and sit on it. But it's something like the way it moves, like it it, it pivots in certain places and hinges. Okay. Uh, so you can do a whole workout. Like you lay back and you do your your sit up, but it supports you like most of the time. So it's supposed to take like that strain off of your back and your neck when you're doing sit-ups. But this is an exercise device. It is, yeah. This was actually pretty popular. They, uh, oh, it says man. like new, as probably most workout equipment is after you is, never use yeah. it. So it's a like new ab lounger. Yeah. Do you guys ever? Do you guys ever buy anything like that? Like a piece of workout equipment? Uh, we, I, I don't. I don't remember seeing anything like that. I, I don't. So. This again, man, you are you are really throwing me some curveballs here. I love it though. Yeah. I love it. So I'm guessing on an ab lounger. Okay. Yeah. Um what's your guess? It's you said it's used but like new, right? Correct. Is and is there anything else to it or it's just it's exactly how like it's not like No, it says it's in great condition. Uh we bought okay. it new for my wife and she used it a couple times again. As it goes, I think everybody's guilty of this. They'll buy like a treadmill or something. It turns oh, into a, a clothes rack. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or you just end up sitting on it. You got a bow flex with just hangers and shit hanging all over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Every time. Yeah. All right. I'm just going to throw a number out there. Mm-hmm. I, I'm i assuming, I'm going to make a broad assumption here that this is not like a 20 or 30 or $40 device. Like they actually want some cash for this. I'll say, so I'll I'm say gonna, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to say... Sh- 225 they take your money joe oh no and throw that ab lounger at you and run oh because they wanted 125 bucks you overpaid them a hundred dollars i overpaid them by a hundred dollars yep not a bad guess really you were at least you know you weren't like 20 bucks yeah right (laughs) yeah so no 125 bucks so if you're looking for an ab lounger uh elite uh you can find it down uh, down near uh down near Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh area, right? <laughs> yep. Man, so we split the first one. You took the you took that one too. You're definitely beating me right now. I have to redeem myself on this next one. Yeah, yeah, we got one more to go. All right, Joe. All right. I apologize for your last one too because I'm not sure how you're going to gauge how much this one is either. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'll tell you what. Your last one is not very easy. Okay. Either. So we'll see. We'll see where your where your brain goes with this one. All right, a 1970 Schwinn Suburban 5-speed. 
1970 Schwinn Suburban right. five-speed. Um, is this, what is that? I'm assuming a bicycle? Right? Yes. Okay. I was about to say, and I was about to say, for those listening to this <laughs> who have no idea what I just said, this is a bicycle. Uh, Schwinn is clearly still in business today. A, a this is a mountain bike. Well, it's, it's, I guess it's the, like a cruiser. It's a cruiser. Basically it's a five speed cruiser. Okay. Uh, they were very, very popular in the seventies. Uh, it was essentially the standard bike in the seventies. So this is still in good condition. It's still rideable. The gears still work. Um, 27 inch tires. They, they, the owner claims near mint condition for being 52 years old. So you take that, take that as, as you, as you think. Okay. So, so it's, it's past the, like, it's not just an old bike now. Like it's, it's gone beyond that now. And it's more of a collectible bike. Yes. Uh, still in good shape. A Schwinn, you know, a cruiser's probably got the big seat on it. Decent uh, seat. It's yeah. not massive, but it's, it's, it gets good enough. I'm going to say there's, there is a market for these. So I'm going to yeah. say $275. Pretty good. Oh. They, they, they take your money and oh, they no. close the door very quickly, oh, but no. <laughs> they, but you didn't, you didn't do that bad. How bad? They only wanted 200. Oh, okay. That's not terrible. No, no. it's not terrible at all. They only wanted 200. Okay. All right. Joe, you ready for your last one? I'm ready. Give it to me. This is a uh, this is a Barnett TS380 crossbow package. Okay. It is okay. a uh, a mint condition crossbow uh, with it's got the halo scope on it. Has okay. the upgraded sling, trigger, adjustable buttstock, and uh, has what's this called? Has the eye candy digital camo finish. Wow. Yeah. What? what it comes what? with a eight premium carbon bolts. In case you don't know what that is, uh, that is the little arrows. They call them bolts. Uh, Very interesting. A crossbow. A crossbow. This is a fully mechanical modern crossbow. Yes. This is not a piece of crap like off the Walmart shelf. This is one you would go to like a sporting goods store and purchase. Okay. Yeah. And I will really say they're not, they're not super cheap. No, I, I wouldn't. Right. This is not like a $50 crossbow. No. Uh, do you, do you know if this is a name? Is this a fairly decent brand at all? Do you know? Yeah, it's a nice, it's a nice brand. Okay. All right. Uh, well, shoot. Okay. You know what? Let's just throw something out there. Uh, I'm gonna, is it used or brand new? Uh, it's a mint condition like new, so it has been used. Okay. Um, mint condition like new $300. Ah. 600 bucks. Oh, okay. I thought I overpaid again. No, no, they, oh, uh, oh I forgot. I, I guess I hit the wrong button then. You son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, they wanted uh, 600 bucks for this thing. It's, uh, it's actually a nice looking crossbow. You uh, going to call them up? No, I don't want one, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, dude, uh, what else we, uh, oh, I don't know who won that actually. Do you know? I you, think, you, I think I definitely won that. You definitely won. I think you won. It was either three and a half to four or four and a half, but you definitely beat me in the comparison Craigslist game this week, for sure. Yeah. Real quick before we, before we end this episode, we're almost done. I want to bring something up real quick that I saw that someone, they posted it on social media. It's actually a friend of mine. I don't know if he okay. listens or not, but if he does, you'll know who it is. If you're, if you're listening, you know I'm talking about you. Uh, 
I saw he posted a picture of some whiskey in a glass. Okay. Okay. In the glass were two bullets. Okay. Why is this a thing? It's like bullet, bullet whiskey or something. They put they actually throw bullets in the cup of whiskey and drink it like that. Well, wait a minute. Is this so you're saying one of your friends acquaintances put this put the bullets in the glass and then poured the whiskey or the bullets part of the whiskey? No, no, I think he just put two of his own bullets in there. I don't know if this, I don't know if you've seen anything like this if this is like a, a trending thing because that people are doing. I thought that bullet whiskey was actually a thing. It is. I'm saying that's the like it's bullet whiskey. And then so they put bullets in it. They put bullets in the like in the drink at the bottom, like a couple ice cubes. Because I put because I've I, I've actually had bullet whiskey, and I, I believe it's spelled B U L L E I T. Oh, okay, it's like French bullet. Yeah, but you're saying in this case there are literal bullets in the whiskey. Yeah, I didn't know if this was a thing that was happening that I was unaware of. Uh, or if maybe if maybe he just decided to do this just to kind of play off the name of the whiskey, I don't know. So I guess I thought maybe this was going to spark up a bigger conversation. <laughs> no, I'm looking at something. Oh, you are? Okay. Yeah, I'm looking at something. That's why I'm so quiet for a second. Because I'm seeing some things come up here. Are people doing this? On the, on the interwebs that... This is not the, this is, this is something that people do. Okay. So it is something that people are doing. They're putting actual like rifle rounds in their drink. This is, this is not changing the, the flavor. It's not diluting it. Uh, maybe are the bullets like, like put in the freezer or something? Like, so they act like ice cubes? Yes. Is I that believe that's okay. point. Yes. All right. So it's just a cool thing is what's going on. It's just cool. Yeah. Okay. That's what I'm seeing here is is the point. It's just it's just a thing that people do and what you what, you avoid watering oh. down your drink with an ice cube by putting in a cold bullet. bullet. <laughs> yeah. They make other things like that. Like they have like stones. Uh, like these like I know. The stones you put in your freezer, they you know get really cold and you throw them in there. They don't dilute your drink. I actually like my whiskey cut down some. Uh, Some people do, and I've I've heard the exact same thing. I go, I go both ways. I like it both. I'll drink it slightly, slightly watered down or full or full flavor. So, yeah, I like it better when the ice cubes like all the way melted. Then I, <laughs> then I, I can handle it better. <laughs> you just like that. You like when someone gets a garden hose and just kind of pours it in there. Yeah, like, mm, this is delicious. <laughs> yeah the uh, the other drink that I saw that's that's uh, I guess taking or gaining some momentum on like social media is Mountain Dew and 99 bananas. I could, I, I could see that. I can, I, I don't really, I don't even have to taste it to see. I, I could see why people would do that. Right. Uh, one is, it, is kind of an orangey drink and the other one is a fruity alcoholic drink. So it sounds bad. It really does. It just, like Mountain Dew. It sounds Dew, like a little overload. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like Mountain Dew by itself is always, it's very sweet and very syrupy. Yes. And then add in a very sweet and syrupy banana whiskey that sounds so like jarring like if you drink like you make a face i feel like you would make a face because it was so sweet you know what it's funny that you say that because i actually had a mountain dew not too long ago mm -hmm. and the first thing that i thought because i hadn't had one in quite a while i was like was mountain dew always this syrupy i don't know and i i think it 
I think it has been. But I think when you're a kid or a teenager. Just drinking all the time. Yeah, you don't really notice it as much. And then when you stop drinking pop, because I don't drink a ton of pop anymore, and then I have one, you're kind of like, oh, this really is sweet. It is. It's terrible. Like, I don't know how people drink it. It's so bad. Are you a diet fan still? I do. I still like Diet Pepsi because it's not as, well, it's not as syrupy and... Sure, right, right. It's, uh, you know, like the Diet Pop throws a little thinner, I think, in a way. Yeah, they can. They kind of, they, they certainly taste it because they, they don't put as much as the, they don't have the high fructose corn syrup in them. Right. A little bit different. Yeah, that could be a whole episode too, by the way. Right. <laughs> Stuff made from high fructose corn syrup. And then we just say everything. Dude, the story of high, fu- uh, high, high <laughs> fructose, high fructose <laughs> corn syrup uh, is really fascinating. I, I think I think that, that we owe that to be a segment on a show I, that we talk about. What, I think we should. We should. We should. We should definitely talk about it. I'm I'm actually interested in that myself. Yeah, because when when the whole corn like the whole corn phase hit, when uh, I want to say it was like Roosevelt or some one of the presidents decided to like one thing that America can do is they can grow corn, and they they were planting corn fields everywhere. Yeah, uh, as far as the eye could see. And that was one thing they came up with was, what do we do with all this corn? Right. What do we do with all the corn? Yeah. And they figured out a way that they were able to extract and, and create high fructose corn syrup. And it'd be essentially con- a, called a sugar replacement, right? Yeah. I mean, it, it is sugar, but the, the dextose and sucr- right. sucrose are like wildly different than regular like table sugar. Right. Right. Uh, so that, uh, but the whole, like the, why why it's worse for you is, is again a whole nother subject. Um yeah, we should do that and dive into that a little bit. That'd be a fun conversation. I would love to have it. So keep it on the list. Yeah, here we go. Just spitballing ideas right at the end of the show. <laughs> yeah, right. Just, I hope I hope you're keeping notes at home. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I can't wait for them to talk about corn syrup. <laughs> and then right. And then for us to like put it off for like two years. Right. Like, oh, remember that one show we talked about like two years ago? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Absolutely. Yeah. So, all right, man, we should probably wrap this one up. So I'm going to get us out of here. So thank you guys all for checking us out again, and we'll see you on the next one. Talk to you next time.